Good morning, campers. I have had a bunch of questions about what is hieroglinguistics from seven or eight people now. So, I'm going to do a quick breakdown on what is hieroglinguistics. Hieroglinguistics is the next step of analysis past NLP. Neurolinguistic programming is when someone is talking, you know, neuro, your brain, linguistic, they're talking to you, programming. They are telling you stuff with sound. And it is the way you Jedi mind trick people. There are lots of people out there teaching. Um, oh, the Wolf of Wall Street. I forget his name at this exact moment. But he uh, he's teaching NLP. There's a couple people teaching NLP online. And they mix it with sales. And they do this for a reason. This is how you conjure bullshit in front of someone and you get them to buy stuff. So it's not that, you know, these things are mixed together for a reason. Hierolinguistics and sales go together for a reason. You're, you're going to try to get bullshitted. So I'm going to try and bullshit you into a sale. Well, hierolinguistics is the next level of understanding what is being said. <clears throat> Here's the best example I have. Everybody knows the letter S. This is the letter S in the English language. It functions as a multiple. Now, when you do your English class in school, you're taught to diagram a sentence. You are not taught to assemble it one character at a time. When you put this character on any word, really, you get multiple. It makes more. That can be... Now, we could swap it out. You know, if we're doing math, this is these two symbols are common. Actually, these three symbols are pretty common for using a multiplication logic in math. We just don't put them in our language. So it's, people have been putting X on there, but think about it like that. S equals multiple in our language. Now, we are not taught that each symbol in our language has a corresponding logic function, but understand we have 0 through 9, A through Z. There are six characters in Saxon that uh, we don't use, and they're, they're, they're like for helping vowels which I will get into here in a second. And there's Cyrillic. And this, the definitions are what are really interesting because someone just decides what our definitions are. Okay, there's a, there's a group in France that actually keeps a, a tabs on the French language and they try to make certain things not happen. That should make you wonder altogether. But um, we work in the same base code, S zero through nine, A through Z, all of these belong to all of these languages, French, Spanish, German, Latin. And I, I wrote English down as multiple. I could have put American English, British English, and Australian English, but that's kind of ignorant and redundant. I put English one as three-dimensional space. These are not any words that, that anyone argues over, okay? This is um, descriptive language. It's not prescriptive, it's descriptive language. So it's really just true or false. But to, to understand, all of English 1 isn't arguable. But someone might try to change a definition. English 2 is the human experience. UX, UI, that's the, the user interface, okay? This is philosophy and human feelings. These are not defined or ill-defined at best. So because the lack of definition, you will come up with more than one definition. Unless you find a way to sort your definitions in your base code. English 3 is just slang. Every, computers don't have slang. 
So everybody knows we have slang, but people need to understand the difference between how they process information, how a computer processes information, and who's better at it. Here's your example. Here's the word peer, P-E-E-R. If we use definition one, peer is to see. Okay, this has nothing to do with being an equal. Another definition of the word peer or the, or the sound peer is a better, is better way to describe it is an equal. So now we have two definitions for peer. If you and I were thinking like computers, we would not have definition one and definition two. This uh, underneath this, I have another word peer, P-I-E-R, you know, something you know, man-made or physic, uh, land over water. So if two of these things are spelled the same, if I spell the first two P-E-E-R and I spell the second one P-I-E-R, I have three definitions and two of those base code rubrics P-E-E-R have the same definition and I have to figure out which one. However, if I put P-E-E-R means to see, peer, therefore I, I've kind of logically put the two E's in C and the two E's in peer together and I've only given it one definition. Then in my second definition, I changed peer to P-E-I-R. And that P-E-I-R is when you are my equal. And just notice that in this rubric here, the way I broke this down here, there isn't a definition one, a definition two, and then a definition one for another pronunciation. There's three separate definitions and there's three separate spellings. We would really have to pay attention to what we were reading if we were to do this. This is how computers process. This is not how people process. People do not do very good attention to detail and it causes a lot of problems. Well, I'm going to get into another portion because, especially because the French, the French people have uh, like some college of people that, that decides what is or isn't the French language. Here are the four, um, these are the four words for love in Greek. Agape, eros, phileo, and sturgeo. Agape is kinship and friendship, or friendship and family. Eros is children and sex. Phileo is partnership and like your romantic partner and lust. Sturgeo is master slave or master pet. So the manner in which Spanish and French have been assembled is, is masculine, feminine, but this is really uh, superior subordinate, master slave. That's how these things are supposed to function. Latin is a very time precise language. So bullshitting people in Latin is very difficult because the way the language is assembled, it comes with inherent time indexing. So trying to take things out of context becomes more difficult. Uh, now versus not. Basically Latin breaks everything down into now versus not. It's either the world of being and you're supposed to, you know, it, it, there's a relevant time of action and it is now or Time now isn't relevant and we are describing a different time frame of later or past or whatever. So when you are time precise, it's hard to bullshit people when something, uh, time disintermediation is a big tactic. So this is why I say our languages, you know, lots of people say there's no such thing as objective definitions. Uh, that's definitely not correct. Every object in three dimensional space has an objective definition. I am abusing the language the way other the way other people abuse the logic. An objective definition is about an object. This is my goddamn coffee cup. This is there's only so many ways you could describe this before you're lying. Okay, there's just a finite number of ways to do this, and many of the things in three dimensional space are this way. 
Once you get to the human experience and philosophy, I am certain there is no philosophy in three-dimensional space. So the sounds we're going to make at each other to describe is going to be a huge pile of grammar. It's not necessarily going to have a logic function where I am conveying what I know to you so that you can understand I know. I can check that you know, you can check that I know, and then we can both go do something because we know. The English too, the way that second definition rattles around the language causes so many problems that I'm fundamentally certain we should, regardless of how the language came about, that, that's an academic observation. A professional observation is that you and I should unequivocally do this to our language to where we don't have a definition one and a definition two, and then another word with another definition. We have three separate words. They all have one definition. More importantly, everything in three-dimensional space would only have one dimension, one definition. And then the human experience would also have one definition. That way we can convey to each other cleanly. Not to say we're trying, this is not the French have made the language a certain way and Donnie wants to make it a different way. It is not that. It is an observation. If we don't do it like this, we will suffer from all kinds of information fidelity errors from somebody defined it for us to somebody wrote it down poorly to the sounds are different, but the definitions are somehow the same. You know, there's no reason to fight with German people if you understand what they're talking about in many cases. In the past, you know, wars with Germans. So when I say our language is our languages are, are primarily fucked and this is how we have to do it, I'm not the only person who's made these observations. I'm just good with puzzles. So I'm certain that the letter S already is kind of like an answer key to show you how what is what the fuck is Donnie talking about? This one letter doesn't perform a grammar function in our language. It does perform a sound function, but that's, that's basically irrelevant. What, what happens, but, but the fact that this logic, this logic, multiple, transverses all these languages. You just add S to the end and you have more of them. That is how our language is supposed to be assembled from base code, from base code. And, you know, th uh, three letter words, uh, everything under, under a four letter, uh, there would be, <laughs> I'll, I'll end with this. With what I'm talking about, there is an inherent danger because you have four-letter words. And I've described the tetrahedron before. A tetrahedron is how you can check your work across multiple spheres because you have all of the dynamics you need. You have all the points of correction. So a four-letter word would have a logical sequence that would be shaped something like this. this is, so this would be four-letter words are very, should be very difficult to fuck up, okay? They should be very difficult because if I'm, the way I'm describing this, you would put these points, whatever these letters are, they, they should now only come to so many conclusions in here because that's how, you, you just assembled a word. If this is one, two, three, four, you assembled it one way. If it's one, two, three, four, you assembled it another, but the same four letters should have about the same function. These have the same sound. Sight, a, a thing over water, and the concepts of us being equals, these words, <clears throat> they shouldn't even be spelled like that. They're all just said like that. They're all, these, these are sounds that we make that are similar, but they're not definitions that we make that are similar. So when we started making words 
like a, it, as a logic problem. We would not have this kind of nonsense because every word like this, you know, changes, subtle changes in a word like this would be subtle changes in the reality. It, they wouldn't be wild shifts across the spectrum. That, it just doesn't make any sense like that. And then, <laughs> logic is funny sometimes. You might be able to switch two things around like this, and this, this X in the middle just has like a circle in it or something because it's a logic all of a sudden, and it'll be funny. It'll be a joke. This is where a lot of jokes come from, is where you can start to, you take a couple, just a turn of a phrase, there's four words, and you, you move the words around. You, could, you can make jokes if you do this with words, but you can make words if you do this with letters. You can make logic when you do it with letters, and making logic is how we're trying to speak to each other. So a lot of the communication and the ignorant primate shrieking has to do with ignorant academics claiming there are no objective definitions, even though objects are defined. It has nothing to do with us. It has nothing to do with our ignorant language. This is not an infinite thing. This is not the infinity cup. This is a cup. That's it. There, so it is a finite definition. And then it's just truthful. And then we have sounds, slang, human screeching, human happiness, all of those things. They don't necessarily fit into what we would call a logical rubric. However, if we started our language as descriptive and logical, and then we moved it into the human experience, we'd probably be able to make fewer jokes with the language, but our communication level would be 100, not 10 times better, not 10. When it gets 10 times better, we get rid of the lawyers. When it gets 100 times better, we might get rid of war as a species, where we would, we would just not really have large war on this planet because people on multiple continents all spoke the same language and they are certain that those fuckers are lying or they're just bad at their job. So clearing things up is, is a huge part of the human experience. You know, our, our, the, command, the internet is kind of like the, in the military, it's the command net for your unit. Well, the internet is kind of like the command net for the humans. And everyone has hot mic'd the command net and everyone is streaming into it. And the beauty, uh, there's two beautiful things about a, uh, a command net in a unit. The first is when one person has the mic on, everyone else's mics won't work. So the, people, the ability for everybody to scream at each other on the internet is kind of a problem because people don't get to go one at a time and we can't sort stuff out. But the real problem with the internet is what the command net is how the command net is assembled. Not everyone in a command is given a radio. The command might have 10 radios for 200 people. They don't let everyone on the internet. And, and that's where I go back to just being the asshole. Hi, I'm Senior Intelligence Sergeant Gebert. The vast majority of you people are not information sources, even if you have a podcast. You don't know what you're doing. You have to be a good source of information. Otherwise, you should be quiet. You should not have a radio. You should not be on the command net at all. And, and the real problem we have is 90% of the people on the command net don't belong there at all. The 10% of the people that do belong on the command net, they're getting drowned out by the 90. And then we have communication problems. And then we have the hot mic problem. And then... We have the, the remaining 10%. They're the only people in that. Think about it like this. There's, there's a profession that, that you aren't in. And it should be noted that everyone who's not in that profession for 30 years really doesn't know how to do it. The guy who's been in the profession for three years doesn't know how to do it like the 30-year-old guy. So when we get 90% of the people off the stage because they don't belong there, we go back to the last 10% where 90% of them need a mentor. So we go back to, 
if you really, you know, uh, knowledge is power. So if you think you understand power dynamics, I've heard a bunch of people lately talking, especially Yarvin, talking about power dynamics. Knowledge is power. It has nothing to do with a big organizational model that you megalomaniacally think you're better at controlling at than the person who's doing it. Knowledge is power. So, and it corrupts, absolutely. So if you don't understand what's flying around, you have to interpret the language that's flying around you. And I'm certain now that so many people are talking out of turn that we should probably just go back to basics. The language that you're misusing at each other is a lot more sloppy than you believe it is. Therefore, the manner in which you are trying to adjudicate is a hell of a lot more sloppy than you think it is. It sounds beautiful to you. It is not beautiful. It is fucked up like a football bat. So until you understand how to not be lied to in a hierolinguistic manner, you will be in the flotsam. That's the way it is. It's not prescriptive. It's descriptive. Until the sounds that all the other primates are making can be filtered and made sense of usable information versus noise. What most of what's happening, and, and then we have to watch out. There's groups of people. Some of them are in academia and they're more than happy to keep this whole thing, this whole shit show. This is called tenure. This here, as long as, as long as the academics are permitted to say ignorant things like there's no such thing as an objective definition, even though we could define all of the objects that way. They aren't trying. They are, they are living in a world where their tenure really, really rides on you and your children and their children's children not understanding any of this. Because when you understand this, half of the academics are garbage. And if you didn't you know, know that before COVID, <laughs> how many doctors and nurses have to, how many doctors and nurses are dancing and wearing cloth masks before you realize these people don't know their job? Okay. If we were going to wear cloth masks, we would have all died of COVID because that protective measure wouldn't have worked. So just look around, understand people don't understand their language. They don't understand their biology. They don't understand their money system. They don't understand a lot of stuff and they are clouded in the language. And this is an exhausting exercise. About 50% of the people who sit down and watch this, this is about a 20 minute video. They will be mentally exhausted by the time they get to this, if they thought about it. So. The real issue is a lot of people are not putting this level of thinking and this level of logic to your day-to-day -day lives. And then the sounds come in through the TV and holy shit, we must have a real problem because Joe Biden said something's going to happen. Remember, when Joe Biden tells you there's going to be a food storage, a food shortage problem, magic, we get baby food as one shortage and then we get six factories lit up, six, six meat factories lit on fire in about a week and a half. So Joe Biden's friends can really only poison baby food and light some meat packing factories on fire. They can't really do anything else. Okay. And if you think that there isn't a, a war, a you know, Trump said the silent war. If you think that there isn't stuff going on in the background, Nancy Pelosi's hanging out in Ukraine and Ukraine has biological weapons labs. There's meat packing plants firing uh, on fire in America. Then there's a, a bit, just a baby food shortage. So these people who tell you that they're the masters of reality, they create the future. Well, they really do. They propagandize you that it's going to be one way. And then they held their friends to go light some fires, but their, their friends lighting fires doesn't cause 300 million people to not get meat and causes very few people to really not get formula for their children. There's a shortage. There's not a fucking lack. America is the land of plenty. And this is all hyperbolic shit that goes on the TV.
And the last group, that last group, those clickbait artists who continue to pass this ignorant water, they use this, they don't use this rubric, they don't know how to think. They're passing someone else's irrational nonsense to you, and you're going to hear it. And this is the way you undo it, but see how complicated this is? This is how white girls lie at brunch time, okay? And nobody wants to hear this shit, but you have to get over it. You have to figure out how to do it. And uh, it's exhausting. So crypto market is blood in the streets, campers. That's when you buy is when it's blood in the streets. The law of supply and demand at one USD in the crypto market. That's what you need to, to, to go and learn past this. Have a good week, campers. When all of your flaws and all of my flaws are laid out one by one A wonderful part of the mess that we made, we pick ourselves undone All of your flaws and all of my flaws, they lie there hand in hand Ones we've inherited, ones that we learned, they pass from man to man There's a hole in my soul I can't